are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, after you've done stuffing your face with turkey, you better be ready for war because it is Survivor Series War Games Week here at Kings of the Rings podcast. It's going to be in Chicago, and I couldn't think of any other person better than a Chicago made individual it is our old friend smiley returning to the show we're going to break down everything sur- uh, surrounding uh survivor series war games also take a little bit of a a, a review of aew full gear and oh yeah we're going to try to figure out if he who shall not be ta- he who shall not be named is going to show up in Chicago. And I'm not talking about Randy Orton. He's going to be there. We already know that. So sit back, relax, and get a little bit more leftovers because we're going to war tonight, folks. Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 360, Punk Fake, exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. And it starts right now. How you guys doing, folks? Did you get all the turkey that you want and all the stuff in that you want? Your mac and cheese, your cornbread? Real, real Thanksgiving, that's cornbread. And no raisins in the mashed potatoes either. I'm just saying. I am just saying. Some of you, you know who you are. You know who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 360. We're bringing things 360. It's it's, it's a good number, 360. Uh, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. If you guys like what you see or listen to, you've been rocking with us for a while. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Leave us uh, a bit of a, a five-star review if you can. The links to all of our fun stuff is in the description below. We are going to be talking about a lot of pretty crazy things uh, this week because we're going to war. It is war game. Uh, week here on King's Rings Podcast, Thanksgiving weekend uh, for Survivor Series. So we've got a lot to go on. And it's back in Chicago. The last time it was in Chicago, I was in Chicago. Uh, but this person with me was unfortunately not in Chicago. They were kind of stuck somewhere uh, in a panhandle in a weird place with a freaking mouse that runs everything. Uh, but we've kind of switched places, but they are here today. Chicago made, but definitely not a punk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Smiley. Smiley, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. Yes, I was stuck in a very, very, ta- very horrible yeah, town. Were. I think a mouse was running everything. They bought the whole entire town. It was a terrible time. <laughs> but I am here. We are back in Chicago on the south side, where they, where I'm actually from. Not a certain person who says they're from here, but they're really from the fucking north side. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel the tension already. I feel the tension right I don't know about all of these all of these Chicago politics. I can only handle so much, but I mean, I, I'm guessing you're going to educate me in all of that as we continue on uh, with this show. So first and foremost, the last time I think you are even mentioned on the show, and I do want to bring this up a little bit right now, uh, you were going through a, a pretty rough time and I w- want to hear it from you right now. Uh, how are things doing? I know you you were, you were saw our our, our show that we, when we talked about everything going on uh, with your brother, um, but you personally, I want to be able to give you that opportunity, that platform to talk about it right now here on the show as we get started. How are you doing? How are you feeling? 
Um, it's day by day. It's her first Thanksgiving without him, so it's kind of just uh, because he loved Thanksgiving because he was a he was he was <laughs> he was a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just trying to be nice, but that's just that's just how it was. He was a fat ass at heart. He would eat more food than I could. Like he'd be on his third plate, and I would already be done. And he would just be like, "You don't want any more?" I'm like, "No." He was like, "More for me." <laughs> so first things get him. First things get me without him. So it's just it's it sucks, but you know we're taking it day by day. Uh, I know. Uh, National Suicide uh, Survivors Day was Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to an event, but a bitch was still sick. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. I just had this naggy little cough that's still around, but I unfortunately did not get to go because a bitch was at home and dead, sick as a dog. So, you know, because Chicago weather, one day it wants to be semi-summer, next minute it wants to be winter. So, yeah. One minute, it's 70 degrees. Next minute, it is 35. Yes, and it's always, always freaking windy. But I'm glad to know that you're doing well and still taking things day by day. You always know you can always reach out to us. Uh, we always will fully support you because you have been fully supporting and rocking with us for almost over five years now, when you think about it. Yeah, New Orleans was five years ago. I still do not remember anything from that weekend. The only thing I can remember is it is what is in this phone right oh boy. here. And that's the only way I remember the weekend is what is in this phone right <laughs> here. All the evidence of what we did at Bourbon Street, what me and Will did when I couldn't find you. You were not around. We went to a daiquiri bar. And we got fucked up off of like three daiquiri. Why do I not remember so this or I, know about this story? You were not. You weren't even in the bar. Oh, it was just me and I think Will. I know what happened. Yes, I was at the bar. I was in the DJ booth. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in the DJ booth. I drunkly made friends with the local DJ. The power of being of from course. New York really does, really does, really of does help. Of course, it did. And I, I was so. <laughs> I was already drunk. I had like three fish bowls, and by the time I found Will, I was like, "Oh, we're at a daiquiri bar. I'm gonna get me a freaking daiquiri." Ah, what it what it was to be young, <laughs> young and youthful. Uh, now, now I can't do that anymore. Now I can't do that ever. I, ever. I probably can still go for at least a night, just maybe just one night. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But let's get let's get into it right now. Uh, before we go into Survivor Series War Game, let's talk about what happened last weekend, which was AEW Full Gear, and it was what it was. This is exactly what I expected from an AEW show. Little bit of shenanigans. Lots of blood. Um, <laughs> Which I was not expecting. I was not expecting that much amount. Oh, I'm not blood. even talking about the death match. I am talking about, you know, a John Moxley match blood. I mean, obviously the death match had an exuberant amount of, of, of blood as it should have. They really, wanted you to, they really wanted you to know this is a death match. Here's all the freaking blood. So you can never say that we never gave you a death match. <laughs> Even though there is no tubes involved, I, I still give it a B. 
I give it a B minus. <laughs> yeah, it is and still and I mean they the announcers lauded as like the most violent match in AEW history, which for AEW it probably was. Uh but it was a great match. Swerve is a star, Hangman Page is struggling still. Uh that, that's what you have to get from that. Uh, a couple things also came out of AEW's um uh pay-per-view full gear. I was I was out uh, at a Friendsgiving, uh, again, surprising me again that I have friends, uh, but I was out at a Friendsgiving and I got a little bit of an update that MJF may be out of the main event, which ended up being a, uh, no pun intended, a swerve and all, all kayfabe, and I, but for me, I was really hoping, because I was talking to this guy um, who was also a wrestling fan, I was like, I really hope we get a finger poke of doom moment, because Adam Cole was going to take his place, he's going to go up against JY, two Bullet Club members, you know that faction that used to matter, uh, two, Bullet, <laughs> two Bullet Club members, and I thought we were going to get a finger poke of doom, Adam Cole betrays MJF, JY gets a title, we get a reformation of some sort of... Uh, some sort of bullet club that people could care about again, and we didn't get that. Um, MJF came back in an ambulance, even though he had a bum leg and couldn't walk, but I was able to drive an ambulance um, and had a match, and he, he won. He, he's a baby face, but he won with the Dynamite Diamond Ring yet again. Uh, clearly, a lot of people came for MJF. It was, a, it was a decent match for what it was. For me, I cannot... I still can't get into MGF as a legitimate babyface. I I still can't get into it. I'm just like I'm trying my best. I can't. Babyface MJF is weird. It's, it's yeah, weird. it's very weird. I I'm from Long Island, so I know I know how MGF is really like. Um, so it. Oh, no. it Oh, oh yeah, no. the heel is the heel is the real him. Um, I'll tell you that right. <laughs> the heel is the real him, is what is. Other things that happened uh, in during that uh, show, we had um, Julia Hart is the third ever TBS champion, uh, winning in a pretty okay match. Julia Hart won. Um, Edge and Sting. I thought it was bombshell. I thought everyone did. Yeah, anything. yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, they got to do something with that with that mid card title. I did, I thought Statlander had a little bit more, but they want to go in a different direction. And props to Julia Hart; she's been there for a while. Um, the latter match is actually pretty good. We have um, what else do we have? Uh, I said, oh yeah, Edge and Sting and uh, and Darby won their match because of course they are because Sting's retiring. He's going to win a lot of his matches. Ric Flair was there too, just for just for being there. <laughs> Why? Who cares about Richard Flair? No one cares. Well, so here's also home, So here's also the big thing. Number one, we never found out who the devil was because I still think it's MGF. Number two, um, the big signing. Tony Khan said I have a huge signing for AEW. Uh, it's somebody that's well respected uh, throughout all of wrestling and. Uh, they they decided to sign. So that came out Wednesday. And then during the tapings on Wednesday, which they had ROH because ROH apparently is still a thing, Ronda Rousey showed up. So everybody thought, oh, is the big signing Ronda Rousey? And I had to tell my friend, Ronda Rousey is not well-respected within the wrestling community. It cannot be her. Um, Tony Khan also... 
But yet she's getting freaking indie dates, which I don't want to say. Uh, it's because of her name. Uh, however, Tony Khan did mention during the media scrum, because AEW calls it the media scrum and WWE calls it the press conference, it's the same thing. Tony Khan said <laughs> Tony Khan said that Ronda was a special guest appearance. She is not contracted to AEW in any way, shape, or form. But of course, like Tony Khan said, he would love to have her. So that Ronda Rousey appearance was seemingly uh, going to be just a one-off at the moment on Ring of Honor, which no one is able to see, in <laughs> unless you pay for Honor Club, which why would you do that? A lot of us have bills. Um, a lot of us. Yeah, have the big signing was actually Will Osprey, which is saying like water is wet. Uh, Will Osprey. <laughs> water is. Yeah, Will Osprey signed. Uh, it's a little bit of a surprise, but not not too much. Tony Khan did mention in the presser um, that. Will Ospreay is still technically contractually obligated to New Japan Pro Wrestling until February, and he's going to finish out his dates, and then he will become a full-fledged member of AEW. Just another... Bruv. <laughs> AEW, bruv. <laughs> AEW, bruv. Yes. Another, another massive signing to the already massive roster of all elite wrestling. Uh, with that being said, AEW Full Gear... Pretty decent show. I think I gave it a seven point five. I think I'm, I'm going to give it a seven after after watching it. Um, it was a good show. It was for what it, for what it was worth. It was a really good show, um, and it did what it had to do. Now the other big things coming out of AEW Full Gear was the fact that we have a little bit more of an indication of what the hell the Continental Classic is. So. People are going tournament crazy. The NBA in-season tournament is a new thing. Uh, wrestling in recent times has gone tournament crazy. Uh, the most popular of all the tournaments is obviously the G1, uh, which is, happens every year. NXT just did uh, a Heritage Cup Classic tournament when they did a point system similar to the G1. The greatest single uh, tournament I've ever seen in wrestling was the Cruiserweight Classic years ago at this point. Yeah. Freaking classic. Yeah. Um, and now AEW is doing their thing called a Continental Classic. So what I've gathered here, um, the Continental Classic is going to be a round-robin tournament where 12 competitors are going to be split into two divisions, and you're going to go by a different point system. Uh, Tony Khan attributed it to European Soccer, also World Cup tournament, quali uh, tournament round-robin stage as well, where the winner of your match gets three points, uh, I think Tizer won and loser gets zero points. The two highest scoring people or the two highest people from each division will face off in the finals and be crowned the AEW Continental Champion. Yes, we are getting a new championship from AEW, but that's not all. So in kayfabe, in kayfabe, Eddie Kingston was interviewed during full gear in AEW gear. He knows he's the ROH champion, and he had technically left AEW, whatever. Eddie Kingston is participating in the Continental Classic, and in kayfabe terms, Eddie Kingston is putting the Ring of Honor world title and his NJPW strong title on the line in the tournament as well. So this means... I, I know I see I see you wearing your I hate wrestling for real shirt. Um, this means 
This means that the winner of the AEW Continental Classic, which actually the winner will be crowned at World's End on Long Island at the end of the year, will not only be the AEW Continental Champion, they will also be the Ring of Honor World Champion and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Champion, making them a modern-day triple crown champion. Now, before I I'm, I hold it in right now, Smiley, I'm going to give you a chance to go up. I just want to get the information out right now. Currently, <laughs> currently, there is speculation whether this is one person, the winner, holding three titles, bless you, or is this going to be a unification? Uni- the, word, the, the, the unification word was thrown around by Tony um, during the media scrum. He did also say that this person will then pretty much be a representative champion of all three brands and essentially become this new grand workhorse champion for New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW. You know, something about the intercontinental, what is it? Because you have the continental and then I was going to say intercontinental, but they can't do that because it's WWE. Um, What's Orange Cassidy's belt? I'm totally blanking right now. International. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. that you would think the international champion would be. Cause so, so at this point, I'm just like, what's the difference between the international champion and the continental champion? No one knows. Um, no. no one knows. This is interesting. Mean, this uh, a third of the field has been revealed, or participants have been revealed. They include uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Andrade, Eddie Kingston, and Mark Briscoe, because he needs something to do. Wait, 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 wait. I thought Brian Danielson was literally out for the rest no, of the he's, year. No, Put he's in. he's he's in the tournament. Uh, the rest oh, of the field good. is going to be chosen uh, this Wednesday uh, during AEW's Thanksgiving Eve uh, edition of Dynamite. We're obviously recording beforehand, uh, and so the field will be uh, complete, as well as they're going to start doing some of the opening matches at the sign. Now, Smiley, you've been waiting patiently. That's all the details I pretty much have on the Continental Classic and this potential triple crown champion concept, which may be unified, which may not be unified. Lay it on me. What do you got? I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it, guys. I hate it. (laughs) I fucking hate it. Why are you doing all of this? You are doing way too fucking much. How much coke did you do when you made this shit? Tony! Tony, I'm looking at you in my eyes. How much coke did you do before you thought of this? Because this is a coke dream that you are thinking of right now. A coke dream. Because why? This is a lot. By the way, are any women in this? No, they are not. Where are the women? Where are the women, Tony? Listen, you have like five women and Maria May on a on a on a pay per view. It's the best you're gonna get. Ooh, sorry about that. Uh, it's the best you're gonna get at the current moment uh, with everything. So you made Tony mad, and Tony had to knock down my light. Um, <laughs> be that as it as it may, there is an interesting level to this. I mean, I do like tournaments with point systems. They're always pretty interesting because then you get you you have to start to force yourself to become really creative. Um, the triple crown champion thing is a 
bit of a concern. The fact that AEW is also creating another championship belt and potentially unifying championship belts across three brands is also very concerning. New Japan apparently has given them the okay to do this. I mean, All Japan Pro Wrestling did a Triple Crown Champion thing years ago. That's where the concept comes from. Uh, But I just have concerns, especially when it comes to Ring of Honor. Like, are we are we still are we diluting Ring of Honor yet again? Your Ring of Honor world title was something that a lot of future pro wrestling Hall of Famers have worn. You know, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, a bunch of people. And now we're kind of with the idea of a potential unification. That title might go away. I don't like that at all. I mean, this is another evidence of, I think, of Tony Khan. Why would you buy Ring of Honor, have it on basically AEW Dark, basically, but it's not AEW Dark because you only see Ring of Honor um, after your collision. Basically. Yeah, it's called Honor Club, but yeah. Honor, what, <laughs> and you're barely using anyone on there. Like, there's a lot of storylines on Ring of Honor that I think are great. Like Athena and the Billy Starks. I'm waiting for Billy Starks to one up um, Athena and become the brand new Ring of Honor uh, Women's Championship. I'm putting that out there because that is my niece and I love her oh, so much. Up. Love you, Billy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love you, Billy. Love you, Billy. Um, that's such a great storyline. Also, we have um, the tag teams on there. So many freaking tag teams. Um, I think my favorite right now are everybody black. Um, <laughs> but no, my favorite, are, my favorites are Carly, uh, Captain Sean Dean, and of course uh, the former Pan African World uh, Diaspora Champion as a trio tag team. That they are my favorite on Ring of Honor, and I love them so much. Yeah. So you have so many people on Ring of Honor, but you're not using them on your week. Like, it makes no sense. Like, put some of these people that you have on Ring of Honor in this trio's freaking coke dream shit that you thought of. Put them in there, because you're not fucking using them. Yeah, you make a good point. This could have been a great time to highlight a lot of that talent, and he's just not doing it. And he's just yeah. not doing it. Why? Uh, highlight the talent, create a new champion, but it's also concerning as well that you still have your top champion, MJF, as your AEW world champion, also being one half of the Ring of Honor tag champions. Why are you doing exactly that? Because I, which I don't know why, because isn't Adam injured? I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't believe that he had surgery. I don't know. I don't judging believe. by that beard he's grown, he, he looked real injured to me. No, no. <laughs> He's fine. He's literally up playing Uno with the fucking bros, please. Ain't nothing wrong with playing Uno with the bros. I used to watch those streams. I used to watch those streams. (laughs) I I loved the fucking Uno streams. I have the freaking theme song that they put on Apple Music on my phone. Yeah. So the AW Content Classic, a lot of questions that need to be answered. We will see how this plays out. Intriguing, yet also concerning at the same time. Uh, Moving on to uh, WWE, about a week ago, about a week ago, WWE revealed that, guess what? We're going to another country again. Don't shmoney dance on this stream. Um, 
<laughs> He's from Long Island too, actually. Uh, WWE announced that for the first time ever, Bear got to hold a pay per view in another country. This time, the country of France. Backlash the pa- <laughs> the pay per view after WrestleMania in Philadelphia will be happening May 4, twenty twenty four, at the LDLC Arena uh, in Lyon, Dixennes, France. Uh, the LDLC Arena, brand new arena, it's just opening up. Um, can I- also, shout out to Hang 'em High on Twitter. I know he's excited. <laughs> shout out to Hang 'em High. Yeah. So, Backlash is going to be there. This is another international pay per view event that is going to be happening right before Single de Mayo, which is kind of funny. Uh, so, we're going to have Backlash in France. We also have um, Elimination Chamber in Australia. We also have uh, Bash in Berlin in Germany. These are big countries that they're going to now. Um, and if you are somebody who is stateside, meaning the United States and Canada, you're not going to get these little, these little pay-per-views anymore. They have had too much success at this point all over the world. You better just start saving money for your manias, your rumbles, and mania might go to London. Your manias, your rumbles, your survivor series, and your summer slams. And at some point, those may go overseas, too. Um, look, if Mania ever decides to go to freaking England, we, look, 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 if you see me in front of Queenie's house, don't <laughs> nothing. I don't want nothing, okay? I'm going to have to come outside Queenie's house. Sorry, she's dead. Yeah, she's she sorry. is. The King's house. I'm going to be outside the King's house. Like, hey, what's up, cuz? <laughs> By the way, I may or may not be related to the freaking royal family, but that's a whole other yeah. fucking thing. I will not get on a Yeah, train. shout out to Harry and Meghan, by the way. Um, shout out to Harry and Meghan. What's yeah, up, exactly. Shout out to Harry and Meghan. I love those two. Uh, but yeah, Backlash is coming. That's going to be huge. Um, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I can't. I mean, there are some pretty historic crowds I've been seeing throughout the world. We see an Australia crowd. Puerto Rico really did like set the bar for like what it is. That's the crowd to be. Please, made. I beg, go back to fucking Puerto Rico. Yeah. That <laughs> shit was lit. That was the best. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that was one of the freaking best yeah. shows, especially with that bunny. That bunny. <laughs> Fucking yeah, there's a there's a reason Logan way. Paul didn't show up to that show. Anywho, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm interested to see, and we always know what a UK crowd can do. So I'm interested to see what the French crowd will be like, and also what a German crowd will be like. This is going to be a really interesting time next year in WWE. On the same day that they talked about backlash coming to France, they also said, "Oh yeah, by the way, stateside, we partnered with one of the biggest college football conferences in America." known as the big 12 second i said one of the biggest i said one of the biggest sec over here sec listen i'm with you i'm an sec person as well real tight oh you're one of those anywho um (laughs) (laughs) you're one of those fucking fucking saving anywho um the big (laughs) the big 12 has their uh, has their conference championship game at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Saturday, December 2nd. And the logo that you see if you're watching the video here is the logo that will be on the field for that game. WWE has partnered. That's a lot. That it does. Cool. Like I said, WWE has partnered cool. with the Big 12 to, uh, to be part of these festivities. I think it's a multi-year deal with the Big 12 uh, championship game for college football. Uh, what's going to happen is this. 
Obviously, they're going to crown a Big 12 champion. That champion may or may not go to the college football playoffs this year, definitely probably next year. However, you crown the champion, they get the team gets a trophy. However, in all of these major conference championship games, you always get a most outstanding player. So the most outstanding yep. player uh, for the Big 12 championship game will be receiving a custom WWE championship belt. Oh, that's going to be On cool. top of cool. that, they are going to get the belt handed to them by a current WWE superstar. So WWE is going to be all over this broadcast, all over the Big 12 Championship Week in Dallas. They're going to be partnering with them, doing a bunch of events. This is something ridiculously cool. unprecedented in the world of pro wrestling and pro wrestling marketing. This is absurd it's brilliant it's genius you go to where your fan base is aw tony's gonna be like, someone's gonna watch tony tony's gonna be like i want to do that too Where well here's the thing aw lots it would let's spark, let's speak marketing real quick aw laws about having the 18 to 34 demographic you know what the 18 to 34 demographic also does watch a lot of fucking college football <laughs> okay yep. so this is going to hit a, I mean, this is just a brilliant move. This is somewhat of a competitive move, but this is going to bring a whole new blended fan base into it. Professional athletes and college athletes talk about wrestling all the freaking time. Announcers talk about WWE when a, when a professional football player gets too aggressive all the freaking time. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is a perfect merger at one of the biggest most prominent conferences in college football and now you're going to have a wwe logo there this is i'm i'm excited i want to see how this looks i also want to see what superstar shows up uh my guess my official guess it's going to be Big E. oh yeah Big E, definitely he's a big huge college football fan i think he's a fan of the uh, iowa hawkeyes that's where he uh, went uh i thought he was gonna be the ducks i could have sworn he was a big fan of the ducks of the oregon nah. no that's a different team you yeah, know my brain. It's right. Sorry, y'all. I'm still getting over me being sick. So my brain is very much in a fog. It, yeah, it's interesting. I I will say this. I will be tuning into this because I want to see how this plays out. I want to. And I also look this, look this way. It's Big Twelve. I know she's an SEC girl. I wouldn't be surprised if Bianca Belair hands over this title. Oh yeah, you know she she's a big time in the sports. You know she was a track star. Yeah. Uh, I know she's a big fan of Kentucky. I know that. Even though she went to Tennessee. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, there's a bunch of other former college athletes. Baron Corbin, I, although I don't think he'll, they'll use him. They're going to use a face. They're going to. They're going to use something. Listen, at this point. It's, I'm sorry, but this would have been a big time to actually use Top Dollar. Who This would have been a great time <laughs> to use Top Dollar. But they fucking fired him. They would have been a great time to fucking use it because he literally was in. He went to college. He did college football. Then he went to the NFL. Mm -hmm. He would have. He would have brought in the fucking fans. That would have been money. Money. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, if WWE really wants to start pushing this, I wouldn't be surprised because Roman's not doing it. I think that would be ridiculous if Roman did it. I would be surprised as hell if Roman did it. Um, but I will tell you this, I think, and here's going to be my official prediction in this whole thing. I think we might get Cody Rhodes to present this title, either Cody Rhodes 
or L.A. Knight? Ooh. Okay. Cody is over like Robert and it's going to forever be hot. L.A. Knight would be perfect. It's not going to be Logan Paul. He's too much of a douche. Um, <laughs> but having Cody show up and present that title, huge deal. Having L.A. Knight shows a lot of faith in L.A. Knight. Um, but I think it, it's potentially as high as L.A. Knight showing up and handing over handing over that most, most improved player or most outstanding player belt. It's gonna be. It's a big deal. I'm excited for this. We'll see how this goes. Um, and so more of that to be to be continued. Saturday, December second, Big Twelve Championship featuring WWE, which is gonna be so wild. Uh, but yes, the reason for this season that we're here. Let's get into it, folks. Survivor Series War Games is this Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, which is traditionally usually around the time that Survivor Series happens. It's going to be emanating from Chicago at the Allstate Arena because WWE likes the acoustics and apparently does want to sell it the United Center. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much better at United Center, but yeah, okay. I'm aware. Go, I'm aware. So the last time yeah. Survivor Series War Games, or Survivor Series Weekend, actually, was in Chicago. War Games was part of NXT, uh, that Saturday, and on top of that, uh, NXT was vying to be a legitimate third brand. You had the NXT invasion angle. Uh, Keith Lee was a, was a good superstar at that time <laughs> as well. Matt Riddle wasn't Matt Riddle at the time, uh, you know, no, and it was a fantastic show. And Ben Shayna Baszler kind of screwed the pooch at the end of the night um <laughs> so completely different time kevin owens returned to nxt for a night it was a pretty wild wild event uh it's an event that i was at uh along with will we drove 10 hours to get to chicago through the dark of night never driving through pennsylvania again uh, but we were there i understand the chicago fan base and how loud they can get especially in that arena it is going to be a big deal Remember, remember, guys, remember, guys, we're the ones who made the meat chance. You're welcome. I hate that. Anywho, um, my question for you, Smiley, You're are, are you going to be at War Games? Fuck. Okay. No. <laughs> Tickets are way too expensive for me to be all the way at the tippy, tippy top of the Allstate Arena. I will basically look, look, guys, Talk to the me. way they have it set up. So, you know, that War Games was basically sold out it was basically sold out so what they did was they added they opened more seats all the way at the tippy tippy top where the fucking sting seats are <laughs> the raptors if y'all know the sting shit does the sting raptor seats that's basically where they want us to be sitting and they're charging people a hundred and twenty plus dollars for those seats and i said absolutely not you will not be getting my money i'll be watching this and the comfort of my home on my sofa with my dog and my snacks. I'm good. I'm not paying $120 plus plus $35 for parking. That's why we took taxis. Absolutely not. Taxis? We took taxis to the arena every night. Oh, that's why. I was just like, taxis? Oh, or taxi. Really my phone, not taxis. I mean, Ubers. I, whatever. We yeah, I'm like, taxis? What are we, downtown? You know what, yeah, you know what I meant, damn it. <laughs> Listen, listen, I, we did what we did. Uh, <laughs> and it was, a, and it was a great time. Shout out to your hot dog game, by the way. Your hot dogs are great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So with that being said, uh, the War Games card as we know it right now, uh, as we are recording, is a shorter card. It's not like a nine-match spectacle like AEW Full Gear was trying to be. This is more on the lines of five or six matches because if you know anything about War Games, War Games matches take forever. <laughs> they take about 30 plus minutes, 30 plus 45 minutes for those freaking shits to everyone get their spots Especially, in. and it's like 30 to 45 minutes before the bell rings to start the match. Uh, so, with that being said, yeah, the first, the we're going to start at the top with the men's war game card. I've called them Team Yeet versus Team Judgment Day. Uh, Judgment Day, <laughs> Judgment Day, including Damian Priest, who thinks he's a leader, uh, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, finally, uh, of finally pledging Judgment Day full and initiated member, and uh, member for a night, uh, Drew McIntyre, email Drew McIntyre is back, sword and everything, versus Team Yeet, uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, uh, Yeet, Yeet main event, Jay Uso, uh, Sami Zayn, and as confirmed on Monday Night Raw this week, Randy Orton is coming back. Randall is back. <laughs> Randall is back. But, 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 but on top of mm-hmm. that, Randall has some new merch. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you guys right now what the hell that brand new fucking Randall merch looks like. And let me tell you right now, as a Chicagoan, it looks kind of sus. Like I got to sit here and fucking lie. <laughs> it looks kind of sus. I'm over here looking, peeking. I'm like, hmm. Like, look at this, guys. Look at this. Do you see that? What is, what is that in the middle? What is that in the middle, you ask? Baby, that is a fucking lightning bolt. That a is lightning a bolt? lightning bolt in okay. the fucking middle. And you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone knows what that means. Holy shit, is that a motherfucking CM Punk reference? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it right now. So there was a rumor about they were going to announce Randy early so that y'all Chicagoans wouldn't go buck wild and hijack the show over CM Punk. I know they're gonna do that anyway. I know, and this is this is the hope. This is the hope that Rand that the uh, an impending Randy return would stifle the CM Punk chance. Okay, so so there's that at all, and we'll get we'll get to what we think the card's gonna be. However, (laughs) however, I want to pose this to you too, Smiley. Um. All we know is a verbal confirmation from Cody Rhodes that Randy Orton is showing up at Survivor Series War Games. Randy Orton did not come out. We did not hear the voices um, at all to end Raw. They kind of sopranoed us, um, to be completely honest. Uh so I want to gauge this to you, and I I, I I don't like to talk about Phil all the time, but at this very moment, we have Shinsuke trying to challenge a faux person that's not named. We have Randy allegedly coming back. You just showed me the lightning bolts uh, on with the snake in his new gear and the oh my god is that a CM Punk reference. So you can be your Marky Chicago himself. Um I, I can't help it. It's, it's literally right there. It's it's right there. Like I don't know what you say, but it's right there. Yeah, it is. There it is. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
Do you think, I want you to get, do you think it is possible that Randy never appears at war games and gets replaced by CM Punk? I, if, hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. As much as WWE keeps telling everyone, saying that Phil's never going to come back, even though a lot of people's like, you know, we don't care if CM Punk comes back and it's more eyes on us. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do decide to be like, hey, because from, from what everyone's saying, Randall got like triple fusion back surgery. Yeah. And apparently that's like a career ender yeah. because that's what um, Edge got. That's what uh, Soraya. No, she had she neck had fusion neck. surgery. No. And this is his back. So he had, tri- he had what was it like? What's it? Triple fusion back surgery. Yeah, thanks so a lot, Matt that Riddle. Could be F him. He's terrible. Um, and that could be a, basically a career ender. And for him to come back and start doing bumps again, like I'm very much don't want to see that. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to see a man who literally had triple fusion back surgery come back and do bumps. I don't want to see it. It was scared of hell. So, so are you saying that Randy might come back? I'm not Randy. Are you saying that Punk might take his place? Are you saying that is a possibility at the moment? Maybe, maybe. But they, but from what WWE wants to do, they really want us to shut up. They really like, you know what? Here's some brand new Randall merch. Here's us saying Randy's gonna come back. Shut up. CM Punk's not coming back. And then here comes Saturday. Cody gets a call saying that oh, Randall's not gonna come back. Randall's gonna be replaced with somebody else. Now you hear is the crowd goes fucking wild. <laughs> and boom bam, money, money, money. People will pay for that CM Punk merchandise. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. They will pay for the merchandise. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. it, it you bring up a good point because I am kind of concerned that they WWE historically, especially when Vince was running the show. Hated their surprises mm-hmm. ruined. Yeah, they did. They did. So for them, to, for the, so for them to literally be like, it's Randall, like before Saturday, I'm just like, what? You gotta ruin the surprise. This might be a swerve. This might be a swerve to put us off the CM Punk sense. So I'm gonna say it's a high possibility. It's a high possibility. Uh-huh. It'll be weird, but if. Coming back. But if anybody can control CM Punk, it's this new era of WWE because guess what? CM Punk's not going to be the top draw. Nope. Nowhere close to it at all. But let's get into um, what we have right now with this match. This is probably going to main event the show. Uh, it's the bigger of the two War Games matches. The women's match is going to be 4-4 four four versus 5-5. Five five. It fluctuates uh, depending on the year and the participants. This is the best talent that we have thus far and Judgment Day. Um, this is the best talent that we have <laughs> thus far and Judgment Day all in one match. There's a lot of dynamics that could happen in this match. Uh, I think, my first prediction is, I think there are too many people who think they're the leader of Judgment Day, and I think it's going to go down to Drew and Damien. They're going to screw each other over, which gives... Uh, team Yeet, the faces, the win. So I think Cody, Seth, Jay, potentially Randy, and everybody's great guy, Sammy, wins this thing because Judgment Day still can't get their act together. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts here, Smiley? I would love to see nothing more than a judging day finally implode. <laughs> because Damien thinks that he's the leader, then Finn will feel some type of way. They'll get into it. And then mommy's not going to be helping because she's going to be typically flirting with fucking Jey Uso. <laughs> fucking wave at each don't other. Don't tell Buddy. Uh, don't tell Buddy. <laughs> Look, that's his own problem. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you have, J- what is his name? Who? JD McDonough? Uh, yeah, Mimo Lottie got more head than he got body. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter. It, just, it doesn't matter. Take them back to the fucking NXT UK. Um, and then you have little Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> who's just, he's, God, he's such a perfect heel. Condom, baby. Everybody, everyone hates him. That's what makes it great. And, and he's great. It's great. And he, he wouldn't know what to do if, you know, Damien and Finn started fighting and then Drew... Drew's not going to want to be a part of it. Drew's going to walk away and boom, bam, Team Yeet gets the fucking win. There you go. Because they're going to fucking float. Yep, Team Yeet, greatest thing of all time at the moment. The greatest I will say this right now, and I don't care what anybody thinks, the Yeet movement is better than the Yes movement. Yes. <laughs> you mean... Modern day Yes The Yeet movement is, is the modern day Yes movement. Yeet, yes. yeet, yeet. So let's yeet this and move over to the women. Uh, we have team damage control versus team people who are trying to be friends. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, yeah. we have, because Dakota Kai can't wrestle until like somewhere in mid, mid 2024. You have EO Sky, uh, Kana, because I don't want to call her Asuka with that face mask. Uh, Bailey, the, nope. Bailey, the accepted white passing Hispanic woman and and Kyrie saying the woman with the best elbow drop in the history of pro wrestling don't at me versus Bianca Belair uh Shotzi and for some reason I don't know how this is going to play out Charlotte and Becky on the same team now the last time that Charlotte and Becky shared anything in Survivor Series it was in Brooklyn, one of the first big shows WWE did after the pandemic was coming to a close. And at that time, Becky and Charlotte wanted to literally in real life kill each other. Um, yep, they hated each other. Hated each other. And they put on a fantastic match, by the way. It was the opening match that year, and it was a really, really good match, all things considered. Um Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if we're ever going to address that elephant in the room. If they've rec- if, never, it never happened. It never if they happened. reconciled in real life, I am very concerned about the dynamics of that team. Um, but there's always a chance that Bailey can get turned on in the cage because she is like it's it's starting to show just a little bit. Like I think it was like Dakota and all of the. Uh, Japanese, well, yeah, was well, the Japanese wrestlers, uh, Kana. I'm not calling her Oscar with that fucking face mask. Uh, Io and I Kyrie, Kyrie, yeah, thing. Yeah, all of them were speaking uh, Japanese, and then here comes Bailey, who don't speak a lick of it, and they're just all like, "Oh, she's here." <laughs> <laughs> like it's no longer damage control; it's Bailey 
and then the four besties like it's gonna implode eventually Kyrie's gonna be like you know what I've had enough of you like you're out you're gone bye and she's gonna get kicked out they're like she's gonna be all alone because usually she has somebody on her side usually like a Mercedes or uh Becky or Charlotte and now it's just the three of them they're not getting along so Bella will be by herself she won't have damage control Mercedes is no longer in that company so she will be literally all by herself she'll have no one to back her up she's just going to do this shit by herself and when it does implode team everyone just wants to be friends it's probably going to win yeah somehow some way I think that's probably going to, to happen I also just think you don't you don't bring back Kyrie to have her be relegated to a, to a stable at no. all um, I'm excited I'm always excited for Shotzi. Big Shotzi fan. Um, this is a Shotzi... This is not a Shotzi match. This is a Shotzi Blackheart match. Um, because she's going to do something psychotic. Uh, as well as EO. It's, EO is the only woman to be in all of the women's war games matches ever. Done by WWE. So kudos to her for that. This is going to be a, a much more entertaining match than people are probably going to give it credit for. Uh, there's a lot of good workers. Uh, there's there's a lot of women who just don't give a damn about their bodies. <laughs> um, so so it, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, but I I do think, huh? I think even though we said we're not going to address it, I think because uh, you got to have one of the heel teams has to win, one of the face teams has to win. I think Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, and Shotzi lose. I think they ride the da- damage control rides the way for now. Bailey gets kicked out later. But I think the big issue is that, especially if they don't do it on SmackDown on Friday, if Charlotte and Becky don't address, if they don't kind of connect that long-term story, and if for some reason they don't address those issues beforehand, it's going to happen in the cage. And damage control is going to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now I see. Now I see. Okay, I see. Yeah, I, I should be. I, sh- I should work for creative, but I'd like. I like to live a stress-free life, so that's why I don't do that. <laughs> that's why I didn't do that. So yeah, I'm going with with damage control. Are you still going? Are you still going with uh with T Pain? No, I'm gonna go with damage. All right, we're gonna damage control. Definitely gonna see the. They're gonna see like they're not all together, especially with Becky and Charlotte still buddy heads, but acting like they're besties at shows. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, come on. You think Becky? You think Becky's gonna forget? Becky don't forget. Nope. Becky don't. Not gonna forget. <laughs> Becky don't forget. Becky waiting. Becky waiting for this moment. Uh, moving on to. Nope. Moving on to. Uh, we're done with the war games matches, but now the rest of the matches that we have here previewing are just singles matches, and of all the matches to might steal the weekend outside of the war games matches, you have. Gunther, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, putting his title on the line against arguably, and I say arguably at this point because it's not solidified yet, arguably the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, The Miz. Say what you want about The Miz as in-ring work. That promo was the best shit I've ever seen. Like yeah. he Finally, we have a wrestler that knows how to have people shut the hell up on those stupid USA <laughs> Yeah. You really thought you're gonna sit here and try to be racist because he's from Germany? He literally shut you all down <laughs> and made you all shut the fuck up about those stupid USA chants. That's why, like, he doesn't even live there. He was born there, grew up there, but now he lives in the U.S. Get over yes. it. Yes, he's a 
He's literally about to be a citizen. So shut mm-hmm. the hell up. Stop being racist. Stop being racist. Thank you. <laughs> and and on top of that as well, uh, I saw his wedding video. He knows how to bust a move. He seems like a fun guy to go out with. <laughs> he, he does. I, I've, I've seen him in W. I've seen him in downtown Orlando drinking beer with the rest of Emporio. He's a fun guy. He yeah. really is. I saw he. Cool guy, cool guy. Shout out to yeah, Gunther. Shout out to Gunther. Cool. I mean, and then you have Miz, who is the consummate professional, who literally did the impossible and maybe five or so years ago and revived the Intercontinental Championship. Talking smack promo. That's all you got to say. Um, and that's when I really started to respect the Miz and become a giant Miz, Miz fan. Um, the man's brilliant. He's great. He knows how to get people over. He knows how to be. He knows how to make you hate him. He knows how to make you love him. He also got Maurice, okay? Yeah. He wins. He got Kudos, yes, he absolutely. Wins. Absolutely he to wins. that as well. Um, if Miz wins this and beats Gunther, he then becomes tied uh, for the most intercontinental championship reigns of all time. He would be tied with somebody named uh, Chris Jericho. And historically, what WWE loves to do, especially with former wrestlers who like to talk shit is they like to erase them from the history books (laughs) and they become a distant memory and i've been waiting for the day when they replace chris jericho at the top of the icy title reign list with the miz unfortunately wwe is going to germany next year and i think gunther is still going to be as dominant, if not more dominant than ever. And um, just on that alone, this match is going to be so entertaining. People are going to realize why The Miz is one of the all-time greatest wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling. Um, but Gunther's going to win. Yep. I think I think that's what it comes down to. You have... He's taking that, he's taking that title into 2024. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, at this point, you got to do it. Hell... If he if he even drops anytime soon, which I don't know if he will, there's a lot of variables involved. I would argue that Gunther deserves a WrestleMania main event either on night one or night two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I think they might hold it off for a little bit. But he is main event worthy, especially after one of the most insane triple threats in the history of pro wrestling at WrestleMania in, in Hollywood last year. Absolutely buck wild. Uh, but Gunther wins. I mean, and there was and also there's something to be said about two professional wrestlers dressed in full suits having a promo off against each other. Yep. It was great. It was great. It was brilliant. It was classic look. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, this is gonna be fun, but I think Gunther takes it. Uh, moving on to the other championship match on the card. Uh, Mommy Rhea versus Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark won a fatal five-way on on Raw after losing like a fatal five-way at Crown Jewel. <laughs> Who cares? To Who be cares fed to, to Rhea. Now I'm a big Zoe Stark fan. I think she has a lot of talent. Promo skills can use some work. Um, in rings, I think she's fine. Uh, I love the half sleep jacket. I think it's just a great look. Uh, unfortunately, she's not built up well enough to go up against Rhea. Because she's trash. <laughs> she's a 27-year-old woman who looks like she's in her fucking 50s. Is she 27? She's, also a big... she's 20-something. 
She's in Lily in her twenties or like my age. Let me. Let yeah, me so, someone looked that up for me because I don't. You know, I don't know how old Zoe Stark is. She's twenty nine. She's twenty nine years old. She looks like she's in her fucking mid forties. She's a whole ass Trumpster. She can kiss. My, oh, she's boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> you bore me, Zoe. What is your storyline? Nothing. You have no personality. You're as boring as old. Oh, look at my back girl. What is her name? Don't. Care. Oh, Raquel. There we go. Yeah, her whole thing is look at my back. I will say this. I will back. say this. I was never more invested in main roster Raquel than when she went up against Nia on Monday Night Raw. Because guess what, folks? Nia did what she was supposed to do. And she did a really good job at it. And people need to stop hating on Nia Jax. Uh, but that's not about Nia or Raquel. We're talking about Rhea. Because, again, if it was not for Nia Jax, there would be no the man, Becky Lynch. Just going to put facts. it out there. If it was not for her, giving her a fucking concussion, giving her that badass photo everyone knows of her being all fucking bloody and out of her fucking mind because she had there would be no the man okay everyone go take everyone go thank Nia Jax today even though she is a little bit of a fucking weirdo who does not like fucking vaccine that's facts but we're not gonna get on that (laughs) all facts all facts I will say this about Nia uh her TikTok is funny as fuck anywho (laughs) just just find the TikTok with Nia Jax and Cody Rhodes You'll thank me later. <laughs> you will thank me. Poor, poor Cuban. That quarter of Cuban barely. Comes oh, it's it's a out. it's a whole quarter. It's a whole quarter. Anyway, we're enough about Naya and all of that. The the thing you put on the on the nail here. The Zoe Stark and Rhea Ripley storyline is the least invested storyline that WWE has put out. This is a match just for the sake of having a match and making sure Rhea does something. This could have been on TV. This could have been on a Raw. Yeah, absolutely. This does not need to be on War Games. They're just giving us to us to be like, see, here's more women's match. Here, see, here's a Rhea match. It's probably only going to last like five This will be the match before the men's War Games, I think. Rhea's going to win, and it'll be fine. Yep. It'll be fine. Rhea's going to win. It's going to be fine. Uh, Rhea will win. She'll try to motivate Judgment Day when they come out, and Judgment Day will find a way to screw it up because they will. Uh, moving on to the last match that is listed currently right now on the card. <laughs> yes, Carlito making his first WWE pay-per-view match in like 16 years versus um, Santos Escobar, who is finally becoming the Santos Escobar that we all fell in love with in NXT. They gave him his Legado del Fantasma music back again, one of the best theme songs that NXT has ever come up with. Uh, He came out on SmackDown looking like Scarface, okay? That was deliberate. He ran down Ray. He ran down all of of the LWO. Zelina slapped him, and Zelina... Give her an Emmy, um, you know, and he totally kicked uh, Joaquin Wild uh, and um, fuck, I forgot the other guy. Uh, I'm so, I can see his face. I can see I can too, see. and I used to make. I always would make fun of him in NXT house shows when he, when I told him to come take a picture with the squad. <laughs> I can't. Is it Raul Mendoza? Yeah, Raul. Yeah, it's Raul Raul Mendoza. He kicked them to the curb. He's like, I'm the only reason you guys are relevant, and he's kind of got a point. Um, So we we are now seeing a pure heel Scarface 
Santos that we were kind of getting before they called him up to NXT and lost to Tony D. Um, <laughs> you know, and the family. And now he's going to be full blown. I am very excited for this because this is the character that I saw um, in NXT. And I was like, this guy can run a sh- can be the lead of a show. He's not, but he has the potential to be a big time player if his heel run goes well. Carlito is going to be a big, big test for him because Carlito's a cologne and they just know how to wrestle the backs off of people. Uh, so this is going to be fun. However, I think the smart move is as much as it would be great to have Carlito win his first paper rematch, I think Carlito does the job to Santos because the money is in Santos for the future and not Carlito right now. I'm excited for Carlito. I'm very excited to see Carlito. I hope we get an apple and spitting somebody in the face. I think that'd be great, yeah. you know. I need it in my life. But I, I'm going to go with Santos here, and I know you are a big Santos fan, so fangirl your ass about Santos real quick. I'm a big Carlito fan. I'm a big Carlito. I can't choose. <laughs> I loved Santos when he was in NXT and he had his whole faction. That's when I was definitely looking at him. But also, I'm a big huge Carlito fan. Like, I loved Carlito back when he didn't have any hair on his face. <laughs> he was just a shaven Carlito spitting apples in people's faces, knowing damn well I wanted him to spit it back. Let it out. Let it out. Can't put it out on here. Can't put it out here. Y'all men will judge me for being disgusting. <laughs> but no, I was a big, huge Carlito fan. And, you know, I would watch him along with, like, you know, people like JTG. He would come to shows. He would pop up, you know, with JTG. He would do uh, indie shows, indie matches. And I was like, oh, my God, Carlito still looked good, you know, for someone who, uh, you know, hasn't been in WWE for, like, ages. And then he came back in Puerto Rico. And, and that's why I was just like, is he going to go back? Like, is he going to go back? And, you know, when he started canceling, you know, multiple indie dates. That's now it's just like, oh yeah, he's good. Oh yeah. So who's your choice here? And that's what he- I can't choose. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Gonna, you're, you are <laughs> going. You are going to pick one. I hope. I can't. I love them both. I love Santos, and I also love Carlito. <laughs> like, don't make me choose. I mean, we can flip a coin. Don't so maybe fucking juice is just like if like like if it was not for Santos, LWO would probably implode. Well, they are technically imploded because they lost a member. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Like in my head, I'm kind of like, if I don't know, if Santos does win, and in my head, I kind of want Carlito to also turn on Ray and then go be with Santos. And make their own LWO? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like them both, so I don't know who to choose. I just hope they have a good I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna make you make a choice. Ugh, fuck. I can't. I can't what is your what is go with your gut? Carlito. Alright, we're going Carlito. with Carlito. Carlito. I'm going with Santos. Carlito. So folks, that's all we have for the Survivor Series War Games card. Again, the reason that there's so little matches is because War Games matches will probably take each an hour. So if that and whatever surprises that may come with that. So it's going to be this uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, 
on Peacock, obviously, Survivor Series War Games, and then you know the drill here, uh, Smiley. We're going to need you to crown it. So how well do you think this premium live event or pay-per-view will be? One crown being the worst thing in the world or 10 crowns being the greatest uh, pay-per-view you've ever seen? How, do you, how good do you think the show will be? It's definitely going to be a six because of all the war games that's going to be happening. Uh, but definitely it's going to be a six because when everyone realizes that they bought these expensive-ass tickets just to see if Pepsi Phil will return <laughs> and he doesn't, they're going to be absolutely upset. And the men are going to be very upset in the comments on Twitter. Uh, they're going to be very upset if they do not hear their favorite man's theme song. Yeah, it's going to be a giant punk fake as a, as as the title of this of this uh of this show is going to be for me i i it may be disappointing to chicago people and give it a six i'm very excited for this uh wwe in the last year year and a half has almost not missed with any of with a lot of their shows um this mm-hmm. being a traditional big four uh this is either get with it or get out um the one match i have concerns about we already just talked about rhea ripley zoe stark uh yeah. That's going to, you know, and I could make or break this show. Um, but I'm going to go with a solid eight. I think they're going to It's a CM Punk surprise or not. I don't expect I don't actually expect CM Punk to show up. I will be I, I will be pleasantly surprised if he does. I do not expect Punk to show up at all. Um, but I do expect a pretty wild match, especially that men's match and that women's match is going to be great storytelling more so than spots because that's what the women do very, very well. So I'm going to give it uh, uh, an eight. Yeah, an, abs- an eight. It's going to be a good show and I can't wait to watch it uh, probably online with my friends while I munch on some leftovers. I'm just joking. I'm eating Chinese food. Uh, but that's what it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Best Chinese food ever. Better than Chicago's. You're not, you're not going to have Thanksgiving leftovers? You're you're assuming I'm going to Thanksgiving. I am, but I might. <laughs> I might have leftovers. It's it's. I have a weird tro- I have a weird thing. Like I have to have Chinese food when I'm watching wrestling. It's some. It's this weird habit I got into a while back. That's yeah, fine. it I is what it is. But that's what we. That's all the show uh, that we have for this week. Obviously, Smiley. I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking about all things Chicago and unfortunately some things Phil uh, with us. On, on the show and helping me to preview uh, Survivor Series War Games. So I'm going to give the floor to you. Uh, promote, push, whatever you want. Uh, take all the time you need. Uh, yeah, you can definitely find me on Twitter at right here on my handle. It is Smiley with two E's, BWR. I just go in there and talk shit. Uh, I don't have a podcast, anything like that or anymore because who the hell wants to listen to another wrestling podcast? Except for this exactly. one. Except for exactly. This one. It's the one you need to listen to. All the other ones are trash. All of them. <laughs> Except for this. Listen to this one and this one only. Okay? Okay. Other than that, yeah, you can definitely just find me on my Twitter. I don't get on Instagram even though I have one. I haven't been on there since since Threads tried to be a thing. That's the last time I was on my Instagram. <laughs> threads might still be a thing. That's another topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. You can just find me on Twitter. If you, if you you may or may not find my old podcast page, you can go back and listen to those episodes. Those were old, old. They were terrible. TNT, baby, I'm on there. I'm on there. <laughs> They're terrible. Oh gosh, they were bad. <laughs> I'm on there on an episode somewhere. Yes, yes, somewhere. I don't know which episode. I don't even know where this, this is. <laughs> I'm at the open the vault and try to find them, <laughs> and I don't know where they are. They're in the vault they, somewhere. They're you're. 
It's called the Black Wrestling. What was yeah, yeah, it's, it's TNT. Yeah, it. it's it's somewhere. It was called the TNT, but then I changed it to the Black Wrestling Revolution podcast, and it was just me and my friend, and then it was just me, and I kind of just gave up on it. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we. If you want to go find those, they're on Apple Podcasts somewhere. Somewhere in, somewhere in the ether a, and somewhere in the sphere. Somewhere on the ether of Apple Podcasts is where my old wrestling podcast used to be. But yeah. I'm mainly on Twitter to talk shit, show pictures of my dog, and to make white fanboys upset. <laughs> and that is truly your superpower. And my superpower is making sure that we get out of here so we can all start to enjoy this Thanksgiving weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 360, Punk Fake. Because if you think CM Punk is showing up on Saturday, you're going to have a bad time while eating your Thanksgiving leftovers. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can personally find me nowhere on social media. Until next year, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs across all social media. But you can find kings of the rings podcast at kotr underscore podcast across all social media outlets like share subscribe leave us five star reviews buy some of our great merch i'm wearing some of it right now uh the link to it is in the description below if you're listening to us make sure you're listening to us on your favorite uh podcast listening site by subscribing to wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast and follow wrestle addict radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on twitter uh because i don't call it x and wrestle addict radio everywhere else social media no incels call it x god damn and when we come back next week we're gonna have the fallout from war games uh tony khan will probably have signed somebody new with another massive announcement announcement somehow he still has money uh and it's gonna be december that's weird it's gonna be a very very interesting uh december with a with obviously a new special guest host to be announced so until then folks Goodbye. Good night. We will see you soon. And I feel like I'm missing something. You guys are allowed to put up your Christmas trees the day after Thanksgiving. You're That's welcome. true. If anybody else says you're not, don't listen. Yeah, and know. the one person you should. Mine is already upstairs in my living room waiting to be open. Yeah, okay? and I, I'm looking at you, Slack, because that's definitely a Slack thing. So fuck you, Slack. We'll see you soon. Yeah, there it is. We'll see you soon. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.